Well, hello, hello. I am so excited about our guest today. Um, she is a friend of mine, a friend of the family for, gosh, many I should, years. I, th I should have thought of this before I started talking, but I didn't even consider it. Um, but really, probably like almost 20 years now, I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. I was just, yeah. 18 years. 18 okay. years. Amazing. Yeah. And um, so this is Chelsea Roberts. And I know that you guys are all going to love this interview because um, she is an incredible woman who I have known since she was a young adult mm -hmm. and have watched her through the years go through many different stages <laughs> and phases and um, a lot of wins and some things that maybe didn't feel like wins, but probably you would say now have set you up for some great mm -hmm. success, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, um, and as you know, Chelsea, this podcast, Propagating Prosperity, is all about um, the, the mindset, the motivation, and the mechanics behind Ambitious Driven Woman. And so, and you are definitely one of those. And so I thought it would be really fun if we could have a conversation around some of the things that have been really pivotal for you in your life. Um, as a young woman that has really gone through some things personally and you've grown. And so I know we talked before a little bit about your different career paths and all of that. Um, so I would love for you to just share some of some, a little bit of who you are and what kind of, I guess, what your high points have been and your low points have been. Yeah. So I'll, uh, just to start off, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Um, it's funny how like we said 18 years ago we met and met the family and like now here we are. So it just, it's kind of like a fun full circle moment. <laughs> um, so I live um, right outside of Tampa, Florida, and I am currently in sales for um, an oncology diagnostics company. So like really cool cutting edge technology. I work with oncologists, um, really big, like patient focus and just kind of like changing the way that oncology is treating patients, how, how, um, physicians are working with patients and, and what the trajectory looks like. So really cool industry to be a part of. Um, obviously it means a lot. Everybody has like a story and a cancer story, unfortunately. Right. Um, so it kind of just makes going to work every day a, a lot more impactful for me, at least. Um, I graduated from USF, had a degree in marketing, but danced my whole life um, and knew that I wanted to get into business, but I definitely wanted to dance like a little bit longer while I was, you know, in that college, freshly out of college age. So I ended up dancing professionally for about seven years. Um, I was with theme parks, entertainment companies. I was in the NFL for three seasons. So just a lot of like really fun, awesome stuff that definitely shaped who I am, you know, aspirations that I had, where I wanted to go. Um, not who I was entirely, but like a piece of who I was definitely for a little bit. Um, and then I just kind of went into my life and business and have had like every sales job almost, it feels like under the sun. So I have sold insurance actually with your husband, um, with Kevin, <laughs> dear friend of mine. <laughs> I was like right behind Kevin in all the schools, you know, selling home and auto insurance. So people make comments about their roofs and I'm like, you need to get a wind mitigation. 
know that. Well, because I sold home insurance, um, sold cars, sold health insurance with brokerages for families, um, was in business development for a huge electrical contracting company, sold copiers. Uh, and now I'm in oncology. So like just definitely a long um, span of, of sales and really just wanting to connect with people, obviously be successful and create a life for myself that I like and, you know, many twists and turns along the way. Yeah. So as someone, I mean, you have definitely, like you shared, you've, you've had, although a lot of it, most of it has been sales of some sorts, you have been super diverse in where you put yourself to allow growth. So what about you? Like, what is it about you that you're not afraid to put yourself out there to to potentially fail? Like, do you feel like that is a superpower of yours or do you feel like you do it anyway, even though you're super nervous or afraid? And what are some of the things that you do to kind of push through that? So I think that that goes, um, for me at least, like it ebbs and flows for sure. Like I would be lying if I said to you that I just have this blind sense of confidence that I go do any and everything, right? right? Because a piece of me is still very analytical. So I, you know, it's it's human nature to only want to do something if we know we're going to be good at it, yeah. which is a problem, right? So like the the piece comes when you're willing to actually like step outside of that and know, all right, well, maybe I don't have the experience that I might need now, but I do have all the other qualifiers. Like I have confidence in myself. I'm a hard worker. Nobody's going to try harder than me. I know that I'm going to do the research. I'll study. I'll be a good learner. So those things I think come alongside of that. I think for me, you know, I watched a lot of people in my life, specifically women, um, struggle with like who they were and who they wanted to be and finding a sense of self outside of, I don't want to say just being a mom and a wife, because that's a wonderful thing. You know, God willing, I, I get to be a mom one day, but I think there's like a huge detriment when you lose what it is that you want to do for yourself and what those aspirations are for you. So I knew very young, Um, I think I had this like jaded sense that I was going to get married very young and I was going to have kids. And then like when that doesn't happen, your world and your expectation kind of shifts. And I just kind of started realizing like nobody's going to go to bat for me except for me. Like nobody's going to fight harder for me and my success than me. So I really just looked at it as like, what's this life that I want, whether it's money, whether it's you know, it's not all of the materialistic things, but like the house where you live, but what your lifestyle looks like, who your friends are, um, what is it that matters to me most? And I just kind of had a trajectory that was like, this is what I want my life to be. These are the steps I'm going to take to get there. And I'm going to believe in myself. And if somebody tells me no, I'm going to tell you, well, I don't really get told no. (laughs) I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm going to find a way to make it work. Um, and of course there's been times where it hasn't worked and I failed. I think that everybody has that, but you know, it, that, that only makes you stronger and just try and come back and use that as a learning experience to fight harder for what you want. So, you know, I think nine times out of 10, yeah, I'm pushing to, um, fight for what I want, but it obviously comes with like some thought behind it of where my next steps, what, what is it that I want my life to look like? Well, I think that, you know, I love that 
that you say you're analytical and, you know, to think strategically like, okay, do I really want this because it's part of the path of where I'm going? But there's the other side of it where so many women are, and this is men too. I mean, this is definitely not just a female situation, but it is so heavy in women that we don't want to try for things that we don't know we're going to win at. Mm-hmm because we we need to protect ourselves it's that place of ego right where your Absolutely. ego is getting in the way and saying well if i can't if i if i don't know that i'm going to make the team if i don't know that i'm going to you know lose the weight or be able to make an a plus in the class or get the job i'm not going to put myself out there because that would you know be devastating and i've watched you put yourself out there over the years. And I love that about you. And, you know, I mean, and going back to what you had were saying about you watched a lot of women get lost in themselves in motherhood. And when you were there, when Mm -hmm. I started in business, and I had five littles, uh, you know, maybe around that time, they were two, three, five, seven, and nine. Yep. That's exactly how old they were. (laughs) Yeah. You remember? I remember. I watched all five of them at the same time. (laughs) Right. right. And, you know, I was at a crossroads for myself because I did think that being home with them was everything that I wanted and more Mm -hmm. and realized that there was a lot of emotion behind trying to start doing something for me. And I love that you have the clarity from watching other women's journeys that you do, you know, you do need to follow your own path. It can be, it can be with a family or before the family or never have a family for that person. But it's important that you're honoring yourself. And I feel like along the way, you probably didn't always know what you wanted, but you were always Mm -hmm. working to be true to yourself. For sure. Yeah. And I think like, you know, if we go back to when I was dancing, I, I think we all have that thing. It's just human nature. Like everybody has something that they're good at. Um, something that they're passionate about and something that they're really great at. Those two might be the same thing. They might not. They might be wildly different. For me, dancing was that, right? I just was naturally, I, I was gifted with that, but it was also my passion for years. So being from Tampa, wanting to continue dancing, you know, I auditioned to be in the NFL three times before I made the team. Wait, say, and, that, say that again. So three times, I was told no three times. And And that process is brutal. It is brutal. Yeah. You know, and it was, you know, two weeks of auditions and you're being judged on obviously the way that you dance and perform, but the way you look, the way you speak, you're sitting in front of a panel of the entire um, executive leadership committee for an NFL organization, which is huge. Um, you're being judged on how fast are you sprinting? How how many crunches are you doing? How long did you hold your, your plank? You know, how high are your kicks? It's just, it's a constant criticism. And I think that whether it's dancing or whether it's life, like you look at it as you can constantly be critiqued and told all the things that you're not doing right. Or you can shift your mindset. And for me, I just knew like, this is what I want to do. I want to continue dancing. I wanted 
to be a part of this team for many other reasons than just the dancing. I wanted the experience. I wanted the friendships. I already had fantastic friendships, but to me, I, I had always been around groups of women. So I loved the idea of still being a part of a team, whether I was 24 and not 10 anymore, right? Like that was a big deal for me. Um, and every time I was told no, I just looked at it as like, okay, what's my takeaways from this? I'm going to do this, this, and this better this next time. Okay, we've got another no. What did I do better than I did the time before? But what am I being told to improve on now? All right, I'm going to take this, this, and this. And so I think when you take that mindset of like, nobody's going to tell me what I can or can't do. I get to make that decision on what I can and can do. I just have to show myself that I'm willing to work hard for it. Then that's where everything changes, you know? And like, this isn't about the accolades, but like once that happened, I did have many accolades in my three years there. And I did represent the team on a national level at the Pro Bowl and, and have leadership positions. And all of that became stepping stones to what was I going to do in business and how was I going to continue to push myself in every other job that I had to find a way to not just meet like the bare minimum, but how would I challenge myself? How would I make myself valuable to the team, whether it's a professional setting, business, what does that mm -hmm. look like? Mm -hmm. And so I think like once that mind shift changes, like you're really unstoppable, truly, mm -hmm. but it's just that we get in our own way and people tell us no. And then we think like, well, I was told, no, I'm never going to be able to do this. And that's just not the case. Yes. Well, your example is absolute perfection because not making the team three times or you, you auditioned three times, made it the I, third or you, um, honestly, sometimes I forget, like maybe I stress blocked it. I think I auditioned <laughs> three times and I made it the third. Okay. Well, either yeah. way. Anyway, it's super impressive because then you went on and again, you, you kind of scuffled right through this, but ended up in leadership, doing Pro Bowl, all the things that most of us laymen don't really know. Uh, but you have a lot to be proud of. Like you, you didn't just make it in the NFL, but you became a leader. You became the, the best of the best in the industry. After being told no that many times, right? Like that, that is the perfect way to then say, okay, I went through the no's. I continued to evaluate. All right, not maybe this is a sign I'm not meant to be here, but how can I improve? What, what is it? What are the controllables? We all know, and, and this is something that I coach on all the time. We all know there are things that are out of our, out of our control, but in the process, it's so critical that what we are doing when we are honoring ourselves is showing up and working on the controllables. Mm -hmm. And in that part of your story, your it's the perfect example of saying, okay, try again. Okay. We're going to adjust what I can adjust. I'm going to work on where I can work. I mean, I can work on my kicks. I can work on my, you know, how, how long I do my crunches, hold my planks, how I present right. myself. <laughs> in group. I can work on those things. And then to be able to say, okay, now I've made it. And then go from there at that exceptional level. Like that is such a perfect setup for then going on into the next seasons of your life. And that's, you were really clear as you were sharing that, that it really was all about that mindset shift. And, mm -hmm. you know, here's the thing. 95% of our thoughts are on autopilot. For sure. And so mindset 
comes from our thoughts. And so if we are not so aware of what we're thinking, that means 95% of our thoughts can be things like, oh, I'm not good enough to make the team. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't make it then. I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm not going to make it now. Or I never, I never win. I, you know, whatever the things are, my, my, this is conversations that, um, you know, women in all places have, oh, my yeah. legs are too big. My, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not blonde enough. I, my hair's not long enough. I'm not whatever. Right. Like we have right. all of these things depending on the situation. And yet if our thoughts then lead us to our feelings, which lead us to our actions, which lead us to our results. And 95% of our thoughts are on autopilot. Yikes. Yeah. You're just in a place in like complacency, mm -hmm. right? And I think too, you know, you brought up a good point of our thoughts are everything. And so like, I'm a big, like, I don't want to get like woo woo about it, but I'm a big like manifester. And I think like, we talked about this before, like I think I was manifesting the life that I want for myself before I even like really knew it was a thing because there's, I don't know where this happens for people, you know, and I, I have to say like, I am very blessed. I understand that I'm incredibly blessed with parents who always like supported me and said like, go do whatever you want. You have the ability to do whatever you want. So I know that there's a lot of people who don't necessarily have that. So I have to recognize the fact that that was instilled within me from an early age. However, it can change at any point in your life, right? So for me, I just thought like, what do I want my life to be like? Down to like, do I want to have wine in the kitchen with my partner and two dogs? And do I want to live in an area where I can like walk peacefully? Like, sure. Those things have happened. That's amazing. But like, even more than that was, what do I want my career trajectory to look like? Like, how do I want to impact other people, specifically women? And I just had this picture. And so when it was dancing, like I knew that I was going to be on the team. I knew that once I was on the team, I was going to be in a place of leadership because I consistently like pounded that thought into my head. And I knew that after that was said and done, I was eventually going to end up in sales for a medical company. Like I knew that. And I had people tell me like, you are crazy. Like you sell cars and you're selling copiers right now. Like, you know, nothing about medical, especially oncology. And I was like, but I'll learn. Yeah. I will learn. And if you have that thought of like, this is where I'm going I know exactly how I'm going to get there because it all has to do with your intangibles, right? Like we talked about. So if you have the intangibles, you'll get there eventually. You know, it might be a year, it might be three years, it might be five years, but like you have to focus on that. And if you let your mind, to your point, stay on autopilot, then you quickly lose sight of this idea that you had for your life. And that's different for everybody, but- it's just like how sad to live in a place of complacency. That's scarier than failing for sure. For sure. Right? Yeah. Well, and and the the real to me, as I listen to you describe that, what comes to me is the idea that people get get there into complacency or into the sort of space of being numb and not being aware of their thoughts, those autopilot thoughts that don't serve them right. is just to protect. Like people will say, well, I don't want to get my hopes up. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be disappointed. 
well, why? Right. Why not? Right. What, how does that serve you? And so, you know, for you, I love that you are, you've been so clear in your vision. And I believe from us, our conversations about, you know, around your success and knowing what I know, I believe that the, the biggest difference maker for you is that you could see what you wanted. Right. And so often as women, we are not giving ourselves permission to see what we want. Mm -hmm. I think you're exactly right. And I think one of the biggest, the biggest thing that's going to set you apart is understanding exactly what it is that you want your life to look like and being very clear on that. And I you know, we talked about early on, like, I thought that I was going to be this person who was married young and had a family young. I say young being like, you know, 25, 26. Like, I thought that is what my life was going to look like. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with having that. But what I have found in a lot of the women in my life who I have very strong relationships with, who I adore and I adore their children is oftentimes when that happens, we're losing sight of like who they are and the things that they want for their life as well. And it becomes so easy to, I don't want to say fall victim, but to just lose entirely like what it is that you want for yourself. And like, what does that growth look like? And I know, again, it's easy for me to say, because I don't have kids right now. I get that. But I also see so many of the women in my life, like living in this place of being scared to chase or to do something for themselves and feeling like that's selfish, Mm -hmm. which from the outside looking in, you want somebody who's going to be the leader in your household to like chase after what they want and to have a strong sense of self and who they are, you know, that's, that's, what's going to make you a better leader for your children. Right. For sure. I mean, you watched me from literally from the start. Yeah. To from the start to the top 1% of the company go from, you know, the quote unquote, just a mom, Mm -hmm. um, to, a leader of women and really chasing, like genuinely chasing after what I wanted. And, you know, the thing about it is that, and we don't need to go onto this topic, but I do want to note that part of the, the self-talk with women is that, or women that are moms is that it is this, badge of honor to be a martyr and, and put the kids and the family first and not pursue for yourself. But the truth is, is I am so much better of a mom and a wife and, you know, part of the family as I have built my success. Right. Because I show up differently. I did learn to mind my mind a lot more in pursuing my bigger goals and dreams. I, the skill set, the confidence, all of it, and even the failures. I mean, I had a lot of failures in business that turned out they weren't failures. They were just lessons, but in the moment they were failures that felt so devastating. And to be able to say that made me better as a mom and a wife, right? And so I think that we have as a society really 
misled women to thinking that it's either or when in fact, I mean, even if you want to be home with your kids, it's finding out how to pursue things for yourself, career, whatnot, that are fulfilling for you that are not around your children, even if you are around your children. (laughs) Right. And even if it's like the hour a week to go, you know, three times a week to do a bar class to like have your moment of like clear mind, (laughs) of like, (laughs) I better go have coffee with a friend. You know, it's, I think it's just, it's so important. Um, And I see it and I see it from both sides of the spectrum. And, you know, I have, I I do also want to preface that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you know, being the stay-at-home mom that's with your kids, absolutely. I would love to do that, you know, given the opportunity. It's the, to your point, the martyrism of like losing who you are mm-hmm. um, because you can't fill from an empty cup, right? And like, all that does is affect yourself, your yeah. marriage, your partnership, your your everything, right? So, I mean, that's huge. Well, so as... I want to be mindful of time, but I also want to go back and rewind a little bit and touch base with you on um, the idea of manifesting, because yeah. we, we touched on that in our conversation before, and then again, a little bit ago. And and um, I'm like you, where uh, I have a really firm um, belief and, and my own values around manifestation, and yet... Uh, you bring it up and, and I, like you all say, I mean, I don't know how you feel or not to be too woo woo, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but the reality of that is, is truly that what you can see in your mind's eye, you can hold in your hands. I mean, Doc, mm-hmm. um, uh, Bob Proctor talks about that a lot. And so I think just as you shared, what's so cool about what you've, what you've accomplished so far is that you did see it for yourself and you did um, hold space in your life for that. Right. And I can imagine that there were times where you may have thought, "Mm, am I real? Is this really going to be what I'm going to hold my ground on? For sure. I mean, I left a company doing, uh, I was in business development for one of the largest privately owned electrical contracting companies in the country. And they're a fantastic business, fantastic company, truly the best in the industry. For me, I just didn't have the growth that I wanted there, but I had so many amazing, like frivolous experiences with the business And they looked at me like I had three eyeballs when I told them I was going to leave and go sell copiers because I knew that getting into medical, like copy sales is one of those industries that people take you. And they're like, you are leaving a job where we drink like Opus One wine at three o'clock on a Thursday with clients to go sell copiers. And sure enough, like two weeks into that job, I was like, I'm living in a real life episode of The Office. What have I done? Like Dwight Schrute is sitting two cubicles down from me and my boss is Michael Scott. I've (laughs) gravely made a wrong choice in life. And I was like, what (laughs) am I doing? And the same thing happened, you know, years prior, I was working for a small family owned company in, in, in insurance and 
I just knew like, this is a phenomenal company, but there's a glass ceiling here for me. And so I'm going to go sell cars because if I can sell a luxury vehicle, then I, that's what got me into the electrical sales job. Right. And again, they looked at me, you're going to leave this job where you go have lunches at noon on a Friday, drinking Chardonnay to go sell cars. Like, are you, are you sure about this? And I was like, I just know, like, I know that this is going to get me to where I need to be. Like, it's the stepping stones. Mm -hmm. And if you get into that moment where you're like, what the heck have I done? You have to stand true to like what your core gut is telling you Mm -hmm. that like, I know that I'm making the right choice. And I know that I have to hold on to this for like just a little bit longer to get Mm -hmm. to where I want. Mm -hmm. And we're here, like it worked, right? But again, you have to be very clear about what it is that you want. Like you have to sit in solitude to say, if I'm unclear on what I want the trajectory of my life to look like, I really need to figure it out. And so it's like, and that I think is the scary part for people because you really have to take a lot of time for like introspection Mm -hmm. and you have to get to the point where you're okay with being by yourself. Like I knew that I want to be married and have the family, but I had to get to a point where I was okay being by myself in an apartment alone on a Saturday and a Sunday and not feeling like I needed somebody else there with me. Like if I hadn't gotten to the point where I was calm and at peace with myself and who I was, the rest wasn't going to come. Mm. And so it's not about finding the right job or finding X amount of dollars in the bank account. Like if you're not good with yourself first, none of those things are going to make a difference. The six figure salary isn't going to help. You're going to maybe be able to get your nails done and have a facial and that's cool, but you're still going to go home and cry. Like that's just like how it is. Right. And so, you know, I think that idea of like manifesting this life you want, holding on to like, what are those thoughts and like, what's true for you? It does take work because you have to really be honest with yourself about what are the things that are going to make me happy. Outside of money, outside of the job, mm-hmm. what are the friends? What are the partnerships? What's my circle look like? Who are the people I'm surrounding myself? My health, my wellness? Like, it's a whole mind, body, spirit thing, right? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yes. Well, I love that, and I, you know, just as we wrap up, the I think it's the perfect place to wrap up, but I. I want to just, I guess, ex- accentuate the fact that you you do have to be able to sit with yourself and then be willing to commit to a vision, right? Yeah. Because Absolutely. I think so often people are afraid, mm-hmm. especially women, to say what they want. For sure. And this is a conversation that is going on in my private uh, coaching group right now, where it's really being strong enough within yourself to be decisive, to Mm -hmm. show up as the woman that has already become the CEO, even if she hasn't become the CEO yet, right? Right. Be the CEO of your life, knowing that you're going to show up today as the woman that's already achieved, that's already succeeded, that's already done the things because that's how you're going to get there. But But if you're not even willing to decide on what you want, 
which that is, you're allowed to change that along the way, For sure, right? You're allowed to have a different vision or a new desire or a new goal. It, it doesn't, it does just because you say you want it doesn't mean you have to want it forever. It's right. just that along the way, it's so critical that we are showing up as that next version of ourself, right? Of, of who knowing where we want to go. And you've got to be that person first in order to go through there. I mean, as you went through that journey and in the NFL and then career-wise, I love the stories of your transitions and that on the outside, it probably looked like it made no sense, but to say, like, I believe in your internal space, you you knew, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, you're absolutely right. From the outside, I did look like a crazy person from the outside. I had people going like, what is she doing? Like, this is so you're jumping jobs. You know, you're not staying in the one place. Okay. So to stay in the one place that I would be miserable for and not have any growth like that, I didn't want that. Right. And so you have to really not apologize for what it is that you're wanting for yourself, what it is that you're asking for out of life. And then you really honestly have to just block out the noise of what anybody else is going to say to you because everybody has an opinion and honestly, it doesn't matter. Like seek guidance and counsel that's wise, but, you know, be mindful that your life isn't going to look like somebody else's life and what works for somebody else might not work for you. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. But to your point, you have to be very clear in that and stick to it. And it's not easy all the time. It's hard a lot of time and there's a lot of failures. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And you feel like the worst, but you know, you eventually get to a place where you're like, okay, wow, this is all working out the way that I had imagined. And there's, you know, a million other places that you want to be throughout the rest of your life. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, as we wrap up, I didn't warn you, I was going to ask this, but I'm going to ask it. So, uh, Top three tips right off, just off the top of your head, top three tips for the women out there that maybe are, know that internally they are high achievers, but maybe have started to question themselves along the way. Um, Okay. Um, High achievers that are maybe questioning themselves along the way. I would say number one, um, just stay consistent. So consistency is key, right? Whether it's your like morning routine, your schedule, how you show up for work every day, how you invest back into yourself, like you have to stay consistent with that or or else it's just going to crumble. Number two, we talked about this like on an earlier conversation, but I would say don't make yourself feel small so that you Mm -hmm. feel like you're going to get the part so that you're not overpowering. There's this really... um, skewed perception that like as women we need to be a little bit more quiet and we need to be a little bit more soft-spoken and just like a little bit more um patient and at ease and Mm -hmm. submissive and like those things are not true and I think a lot of women sometimes fear that if they're their true selves and they stand firm and like what they know that they want and they use their voice and they're outspoken that that's going to be taken away from them don't do that so I would say that for sure Um, And then number three, surround yourself with people who have lives that you either want to emulate or that are on the same playing field as you. Um, I actually just had dinner last night with a couple of my girlfriends, um, many of which that I danced with, a couple that I didn't. 
And my boyfriend met me up after and he said, you know, like, you're just like a bunch of like boss women, like every woman that you're with that are, that you're at dinner with, like they all have like careers and they're well-spoken. Like, I just don't know, like, how do you find people like that? And I don't really know how you do find people like that other than to continue to put yourself in circles of women who want the exact same things you want. And so that continues to put like the life you want for yourself, like in the forefront of your mind and brain. And if you don't have that, like go to a networking group, um, you know, I don't want to join a book club, like go to, it's so good. There's just so many different ways that you can find and meet people who are going to have, um, lives that kind of be on the trajectory you want yours to be as well. And they hold you accountable. So, so good. It's the power of proximity. I talk about it all the time that, right. Like that is, it's everything. So I love those three tips. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes. I think this was such a great, a great conversation. I feel like we could go uh, have coffee for hours and talk about all things ambitious women. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. And thanks everyone for watching this. Have the most super fantastic, amazing day. See ya.